welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, last time our heroes had escaped, maybe? A question mark from the uh, dark labs. Uh, but Udom seemed a little bit different. They still have him, the group still has him uh, restrained, shall we say. Uh, but he is um, not the same, or slightly altered as far as they can tell from what he once was. But before we dive into that, let's go ahead and do a quick round of introductions. So first of all, Tabitha, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Hello, I am... Jess, I play Tabitha and Gregory and uh, also uh, Francis. Oh my gosh, I forgot my badger. Um, yeah, I'm a halfling uh, ranger. <laughs> I shoot things with my bow. All right. Thank you. And Tegan, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name's Chris. I'm actually what we call Chris 2 or the other Chris. I play Tegan Stumbleduck, the gnome sorcerer. Everything is measured in Tegans in this game, which is pretty awesome. Makes everything huge. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm jealous or upset that a different gnome got tied up by Tormir. I don't know just yet. <laughs> okay. This isn't the love triangle Tormir signed up for. <laughs> No, but why not? <laughs> well, on uh, on that note, Tormir, you want to go and introduce yourself? <laughs> Everyone, I'm Brandon. I play Tormir, the dwarf monk. And I swear to God, it's just coincidence that the gnomes keep doing stupid things and require being restrained, even if I they do enjoy it. I secretly like it. <laughs> no, I really don't. I'd rather not have to play babysitter for gnomes, but apparently that's Tormir's lot in life. Is, does Tormir play Babysitter with Rope? That that seems like a different kind of game. You didn't? <laughs> What's, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not playing into this. I'm not, playing, I'm not enabling this. You already uh, have. Let's go, Tegan. You've been naughty. We're going to drive you off a naughty cliff. This is Tormir babysitting style. That's awesome. Um, okay, so <laughs> things that aren't that for 100, Alex. Oh. Okay. Oh. Congratulations, oh Tegan. You've gotten Tabitha to squeak. Um, <laughs> all right, and uh, up next, Athir, would you like to go and introduce yourself? Well, I'm not really sure how I can really top that, but uh, yeah, my name's <laughs> Brian. I play the role of Athir. <laughs> and Tabitha's lost it. Uh she never had it. <laughs> I play the fighter of the group, the, and uh, he must have Tegan fever because he went down into the labs and chased after uh, Halford. <laughs> so there you go. I've got Tegan fever. Fever. All right. And fever last but not least, Jathal, would you like to go and introduce yourself? I can already tell this episode's going nowhere quickly. Oh, it's going somewhere. I just don't know where. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, my name's Chris. Uh, I play Jethel, the uh, wonderful, wonderful wizard of, of Oz. Oz. No, 
No, not Oz. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Inconovus? Sure. Uh, that, that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. You're right. We're off My to bad. see the wizard. The wonderful wizard of Inconovus. No, no. no. <laughs> it almost sounds like you're saying incontinence. <laughs> Honestly, it was kind of going there, and I had to stop myself. It's... You know, like when it's you know a bit snowy out and you're turning in, and like the back end slides out and you have to catch it. That was essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. That's about right. Oh boy. <sighs> <sighs> it's gonna be one of those episodes, guys. Wonderful start to this episode, I tell you. And I don't hey, think friends, Jethal would like to be known as a poop wizard. Gentle listeners, <laughs> no, I would please not. bear with us. <laughs> So you're not a big fan of Radagast the Brown, I guess? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 Gandalf the Brown. There we go. Uh, oh, God. Oh, oh Nanti Yaffle. Nope. That's awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. Oh, uh. You know, you know the pot, was. it hasn't even started yet, and I've already lost control. <laughs> Did you ever really have it there, dear? I, yeah, I, no, not so much. Hey, do I get to call you dear also? I'd like to call you dear. He'll probably let you. Uh, <laughs> look, 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 as opposed to deer, I'll just call you moose. How about that? <laughs> All right, oh. well, moving on. Um, oh, so, nice. You have uh, one Unum in your inventory at the moment. <laughs> and Quick, throw in the bag of holding. Bag of holding. <laughs> Make sure you put air in there. There is a nasty lesson what? that I have learned the hard way that uh, and, don't oh, put air in the bags of holding. He'll be fine. For gnomes, the air is optional. <laughs> and the six of you arrive at the top of the elevator. Um or you've just arrived at the top of the elevator uh, back in the Juggernaut Labs. And, so, uh, oh, go ahead. What, what's what's going to happen with with uh, Unum? Why, what are we what are we going to do with him? He's kind of wispy. Do we have any idea what's going on? What? Why is everyone looking at me so weird? You're, I can see through the back of your skull. In your one eyeball. He like his one good eyeball looks like in the direction of his other eye. He goes, I can't see it. <laughs> Can you see out of both eyes? Yeah. What does Can your one eye see? What does your elf eye see? Uh I, I mean he puts his hand over one eye. How? And he looks and then he puts How his does hand he over put the... his hand How does he put his hand over his eyes? Oh, he doesn't he tries. So he doesn't. How about he closes one eye? Uh, yeah, there that works. Go, he closes boy. one eye, and then he looks out, <laughs> and then he closes the other eye, and he looks, and he goes, "Yeah, they look the same to me. This one, it's a little <coughs> hazy. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, okay. I, I mean, they look the same." Okay, so you don't, Tony you don't is... understand. Yes, listeners, you don't understand. So our DM right now is trying to figure out how to close one eye and then how to close the other while telling this story. And he's doing some wicked eyebrow dancing right now in the middle of the conference. His whole body is moving. <laughs> and not to mention, no one's going to be able to see it. <laughs> 
Um, I just but, had to explain that. But the, I mean, well, to, be, to be fair, a gnome would totally like. I mean, if a gnome closes one eye and closes the other eye, I mean, their whole body is a part of the the, the movement. <laughs> Why? Well, yes, yes, they are. Oh. So he can see out of both, and he has no problems. Yeah, he said that one seems like a little like it's a little hazy. Uh, like yeah, you know, there's like there's like he needs to blink a little bit more. But other than that, he. Uh, you know, he explains that it pretty much he can see just fine out of both. Okay, so I don't know what to do with Ethere or and I don't know what to do with Unum. So which one should we deal with first, Ethere or Unum? Why do we have to deal with Ethere? Oh, never oh, mind. Oh, that's right, okay. the glaive. The helmet. <laughs> or whatever. Never mind. <laughs> he just ran down there and Get a Tegan and grab something, and we don't hey, know what it is. Hey, you came with. So. I, halfway until you went off the, you went further than Tegan's ever gone before. So yeah, you yeah. actually jumped off without your pants this time. <laughs> he had his pants on. He had his pants on. It's a he metaphor. Didn't. He jumped down a stupid elevator while it was going down. He didn't know how far it was. Anyway, we were talking about a fear. So what are we going to do with Athir? Athir, not gentle listener. We will get on topic. <laughs> what are we going to do with this, you know, dwarf that keeps tying people up? <laughs> that's the real problem. I think that's a little more disturbing. No, don't project onto me, alright? The reason we're in this load of things I cannot say in a family-friendly podcast. It's never stopped you before. Right, but now less editing work for Tony. Uh, wait, wow, why did I do that in character? That's not <laughs> breaking the fourth wall at all. Oh, I mean, that's totally breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> all right, look. They were asking for it. All right. Acting strange, passing out, dealing with dark magics like dragons and whatever the heck is in Unum's eyes right now. I just don't trust him. So, can we look in a theater? So, I would try to look in a theater's eyes and see if I can see any wispiness in there. Cause Are you going to have to have him be like, like, uh, um, like, like on his knees so you can actually look in his eyes? I, I, I will initiate a staring contest with Tegan. That's fine. <laughs> um, guys, didn't what? we have some place that we needed to be? Uh, yeah. Wasn't there a revolution that we were going to help with? That's not going to happen for a long time, right? I believe it was going to happen soon. Incorrect. You mean the rebellion? Eh. The rebellion. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was very I confused by this revolution talk. <laughs> Time for a revolution. All right. Well, uh, if we got to get out to our uh, rebellion, then how long will it take us to get to the surface? Depends. You guys still haven't decided by what method you're going to the surface. Wait, wait, wait. Why in heaven's to Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
trying to be family friendly. Uh, why the, why heck? the heck would you, when things were clearly going badly, and I'm looking directly at Athir, go for something that you have no idea what it would do to you? Did you not learn from what happened to Tegan and this the what, scimitar right that he picked up that was cursed scimitar 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 there we go scimitar scimitar it's scrimmage over the I mean, scimitar an even better example is what happened to Hup who randomly grabbed something <laughs> <laughs> also that oh all the things that those other people said okay follow um well I figured it was worth the risk. After all, it is Marin we're talking about. What is she to you? Marin is a very old friend. Yeah, I bet she is. And you're just now telling us this? I wasn't sure if it was the same Marin until uh, the uh, Lady Isabella started to t- talk about her. And it sounds like it could be. So I, I, uh, if she needs my help. I'm going to give it to her. <laughs> Bet I'm, you are. I mean, uh-huh. we are all for helping her, but grabbing some artifact that we have no idea what it does. Oh, I know what or it what does. It could potentially do. I know exactly what this thing is. This is the hal- okay. This is the halberd of the clandestine dynasty. Easy for you to say. Not easy for do, anyone okay. to see. <laughs> what does it do? What does it do? Don't let this, him touch it. This, this is this is called Tony didn't read the name of the artifact out loud before he named it, by the way. <laughs> but by the way, any DMs out there listening, anything anytime you create a city name, an item name, read it out loud before you hand it to your players. Cause uh, a, a friend of mine made a uh uh a, a what was it? A city that ended up being a curse word when it was actually pronounced out loud. And he goes, "Oh, <laughs> oopsie." So sorry. Go ahead. Or children's names. Yeah. Um. So you were describing what the weapon did there, Athir. Uh yes. This is uh. It's it's a fairly powerful item. Um. It was wielded by a uh king, who um. Needed, he did kingly stuff. He did kingly stuff, yes. And he had a brother, I believe. Ooh. Insert um, article from wiki page that Tony's going to create. Um. <laughs> uh. Tony, Tony, the winking doesn't happen. It doesn't mean anything to the radio host or radio people. Radio, what's that? Um, but By the way... People who are listening, he is winking very broadly. <laughs> and profusely. You're working on it broads. Okay, sweet. Um, what, so essentially what this weapon does is it has the possibility to do spell an enchantment that's uh, on a person um, when uh, it is used. That sounds cool. Can I use it? No. Okay. I don't even think you can hold this thing. It's so big. Yeah, it's like- it's super huge it's like three you. Tegans tall. I bet you uh, tell that to a lot of people. 
<laughs> Indeed. Who's doing the measurements? Tegan is. It's, it's measured in Tegan's. Adi, it's cool and all, but did you know what it was before you grabbed it? And before you answer, I know it's no. <laughs> of course not. But I do do recognize it now that I have it. Yeah, but that well, was that's good. That was a gamble with all of our lives. Oh, oh maybe. Okay. Okay, but it's not cursed next... or anything. So you're fine. You're not like don't have a dragon in your head too. Um, uh, I f- feel a little off. I'm not sure why. I think it has something to do with the fact that uh, uh, magical effects don't really take effect uh, when this uh, weapon is wielded. So you're not connected to any magical energy in the world at all? I don't feel it. Uh, That that explains a lot. Okay. What do you mean? I was... I... He just... After he grabbed that... And it was after we were coming up, it just felt like there was a magical void where he was standing. And I couldn't put my finger on why. But I he's not. try to avoid those situations. So, but it not, it's nothing's bad, so it's all good. So, he's good. <laughs> it's, that's fine. It, it worked out this time. I, I would. I would uh, request the next time you have this type of inkling, we, you know, bring everyone that is potentially impacted by it into the no. Uh, Before you grab so we can... some weird shaft, you have to let everybody know about it. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Uh, I okay, have to look. imagine that phrasing was intentional. No. <laughs> Surely not. If it weren't for the gutter, our minds would be homeless. Um, <laughs> all right, but what about the other labs we haven't explored down here? We know there's a tremendous amount of resources available to us. We well, have limited time. Ex- yeah. Well, yeah, we have limited time now that people went off on their own little adventure when we said, hey, don't do that. Let's we get back. that long. Uh, the elevator right. did take a good, you know, half hour in each direction. And you went up and down twice. That's four times. Well, people were off in a boat somewhere just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> we were finding out more information. Okay. Also, we were getting the boat ready for us to travel if we were going to use it. Okay, so he's okay. What are we going to do with Unum? Because, like, can we take him with us to the rebellion? Or is, do we have to leave him here tied up? What happens to Unum? I think We can always throw him back down the hole. Tormir probably votes for tie- tying all the gnomes up and leaving him here. That would make things smoother. Breathe, Jessica. Breathe. (laughs) What's wrong with her? I don't understand. She's currently in the process of turning into a tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I thought my mind was bad. The the going up and down the shaft took 30 minutes each way. (laughs) 
Oh, dear lord, it. get a clue. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm actually crying. That's quite a bit of stamina, I gotta say. It's pretty impressive. I know. <laughs> and to do it four times in like, one day. Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't even any chafing afterwards. I mean, it must uh, be well lubricated. Th- there was metallic well strain, so I mean. <laughs> oh man. All right. So anyway. All right. Moving on. Yeah. So you. So you still. I, I, as far as I'm aware, you guys have not made a formal decision on exactly how you're going to get there. So um, there are three options you have. Okay. Option one, you take the airship and fly around. So that's the super stealth method, right? That's the super yeah. stealth method where you, uh, you know, air you just. You, you fly a ship out and then, well, I mean, there is a stealthy way. Is you fly the ship out and then you park somewhere and you walk your way in to the city. Um, the other way ah. is that you take the tram back from the hollows up. Hollows. And then the third way is, uh, is that you guys find some way to get there on foot. Possibly by using whatever you can through the labs if you can find a path but that that last path has a lot of unknowns as to how long it would take and what paths would work at this point i'd say we uh take the airship and uh park it and then like proceed on foot so we're not like flying over i don't think that's gonna work out well only because this place we're going is not on the surface mm. It's the second layer so trams down, it is. right? So, yeah. So let's take the tram. Do we? Are we going to seal the labs up, or can we come back later? Oh yeah, we're sealing the labs up. Oh. All of the labs are just the uh, dark lab. They don't get the reference. All of them. <laughs> it's a good reference. It is a good reference. Um, so was so, that a Will and Grace reference? No, that was it's a uh... letter candy reference. Oh, okay. It's the dark web. Just Jack. Oh, <laughs> got it. I do love the Just Jack. Um, yeah. So that show. That's a good show. Um, so, uh, which? So I'm sorry, I missed. Which labs were so, you going to try to seal? Do we? Did we just? So we decided we're going to backtrack. From the lab we're in, which I forget the name, to the other lab we're in, which I believe is the we're in the Juggernaut Labs. Yeah, so yeah. we're in the Juggernaut. Or wait, uh, no, we were in the Dark Labs. We were, right, so we're in the Juggernaut Labs. You're in the Juggernaut. You're back dark, to the Juggernaut again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Dark Labs was underneath. So. Um, but the elevator between the juggernaut and the and the entrance of the tempest is operational again, so you have an easy yeah. way to get back to the hollows from here. Seems like that's probably the quickest way. Now the other idea, the other thing was, is we're not going there to potentially to bloodshed. Correct. We're still trying to. Uh, I, I guess I'll take, you know. Lady Isabella's and Athir's, I guess, uh, potential direction on this, but since they apparently know Marin well, 
which how should we proceed as far as uh, what we should do to help the rebellion? Well, I think we should make contact with Marin if possible and, and see what's happening um, and how we can help. Lady Isabella chimes okay. in as well and this is I, I agree with the theory. I think getting back to, to Marin as, as quickly as we can. The other thing is if we make large uh, attacks, right now the Union views Marin as a threat, but one that can be dealt with quietly, and so they're not sending that many forces to, to try to take her out, uh, as far as I'm aware. So if we make, if we bring an army we're likely going to face another army. All right. Let's seal the labs and get up there. No, just seal the dark lab. We don't have to seal all of the labs. Uh, Unum's got something strange with his eye. He might come back here and do some crafty stuff. I can't do much of anything tied up like this. And you're gonna I, uh, although I could, I could still uh, kind of wink with both eyes. That's called blinking. <laughs> well, yeah, that is. But what if I blink with one eye at a time? What's that called? I'm just waiting for like a laser to shoot out of his glowy eye. And <laughs> it's called. I'm just I'm... not that into you. All right. <laughs> He's just sitting there, just closing one eye at a time and opening the other one. I mean, there's not a lot else he can do the way he's tied up, so he's just, like, seems to be very entertained by, by opening and closing his eyes at the moment. Oh, boy. So how does his brother think about all this? His brother is just kind of sitting there, uh, or standing there, not really... hasn't said much of anything at this point. So... Jethal, do you have any idea what's going on with Unum? No. Would it be a, like a I mean, religion check? I mean, can I check? do... Uh, it would can be... Can I do an Arcana check? Arcana wouldn't get it, but you could probably do either a occult or occult? religion check. Yeah. I mean, I'll s see if I can occult look him at. I rolled a 20. Tormir got a 16 on religion. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got an 8 on religion? I got nothing. So. Wow, that was a bad so, roll. So, Tabitha, you're fairly confident that this is supernatural. <laughs> you don't right. say. Here comes the Winchester boys. <laughs> um sorry random reference and tegan what did you get i got a 10 all right you you come to roughly the same conclusion as tabitha <laughs> look at each other supernatural supernatural it's not normal y'all are just losing your religion check that's them in the corner oh, nice. um, that's me in the spotlight yeah. Tormir, what did you get on your religion check? I got a 16. Okay, so you understand that the his eye socket is, in essence, uh, a not exactly a portal, but kind of a, a view into another world. So 
he is he is now serving as essentially the conduit between two worlds. Is that magical? It is. Yeah, it's magical in a, in a certain way. It's not like a magic item or a magic spell. It's not dispellable, but by ah. its very nature, being a um, being a supernatural effect, it is technically magical, but it's not really. If that makes any sense. I was totally going to grab the halberd and whack him with it. <laughs> You're going to go all Rafiki on him? Just whack him with the... Um, and Jathal, you are still with... Uh, or, I'm sorry. Jathal, what did you get on your occultism check? A 20. 20. So with a 20, you do not recognize the exact plane that it is connected to, but you do recognize one thing about it. In that this sign or, or this, this marking essentially is what you would, uh, as, as opposed to an effect on him, to you it's more of like a mark uh, that si- si- signals him as something. So what he is right now is an heir to the throne of that plane. He is not the ruler of that plane, but he is one of... Uh, either the only or maybe one of many, there's really no way of to know, of heirs to that throne, there is likely in situations like this, there are usually like trials or something that he has to go through in order to qualify himself to actually take over the, the realm. It very much doesn't, he doesn't have a whole lot of influence, nor can he really do anything with the realm, or can the realm probably even act through him much at this point. Um, the only thing, the only major risk that you can see probably is that other people who are also heirs may be able to detect him. I see. Uh, yeah. He, uh, seems like he got a little close to the throne. Oh, that means he's the, he's the head honcho of the realm. That's what Snuggles told me. He, he, he's not quite. Uh, he's not so much in charge yet, but he's, uh, one might say, the heir uh, to the throne. Uh, there's not a lot of, this doesn't pose a lot of issues uh, currently, uh, I don't believe. Uh, Does he have any additional powers? I could do this, and he closes one eye at a time again. <laughs> Thank you. I I didn't do this much before, and I can do it now. Maybe I earned this ability. No, (laughs) I I don't believe so. No. Uh, As far as I know, Francis could probably do this. As far as I'm aware, anyway. Since when did Unum uh, go from smart guy to just (laughs) of the two twins? Unum's always been the dumb one. (laughs) Oh, that's somebody I would want running my uh, you know plane. (laughs) <laughs> and and actually, DM kind of says that as Unum. Oh, Christ, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I can't go sneaking up on a dwarf like that. <laughs> oh, gave me a heart attack. Christ. I'm sorry, every once in a Do while, you- all I can get is uh, m- the Mike Myers... Um, Shrek? ...character in... Uh, uh, the Austin Powers movies. Fat bastard. 
Yeah. Oh, the, the, the name that we can't mention here? <laughs> uh, I may or may not have taken that as a bit, and we'll have to cut this out. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I say, uh, Tormir, do you need some berries to help you with that heart? What was that accent there, Sweetie. <laughs> I, I I had an accident. 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 <laughs> that was definitely an accident. Accident. I didn't know. I just had yeah. an accident. Could you tell that on camera? <laughs> you do seem a bit moist. <laughs> Anyways. Wow. We are really just. Oh, we we are we are we are rocking and rolling. <laughs> Most productive beca- episode in the history of I paper mean, pencil dice. We're, we're we're over a half an hour into this recording, and I think we've accomplished like five minutes of role playing so far. I've been trying to move us yeah. along. No, no, you've been just as bad as the rest of us. I have not. Nothing to see here. Disagree. Move along. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, yeah, but DM says uh, he explains. He goes so. Time and time again, I mean, some of the discoveries that you've made have helped us, Unum, but this is one that's too far. And Unum goes, what do you mean? He goes, you've been a great help to me so much, and we've made all these discoveries in Promothor's labs, but you've always been the reckless one of the two of us. Oh, geez, he's not going to 300 him off the uh, edge of the, the uh, elevator, is he? No, the elevator's That would up. be amazing. Yeah, the elevator's up. So. No, he's going to wait 30 great. minutes to go back to the bottom and then 300 him. <laughs> he goes, this is spot of a complete breakfast. I, do you understand what, what's going on with you right now, Unum? He goes, No. And he's like still kind of doing the one eye closed at a time thing. And he's like, I, I think we should take you back to our lab, do some further diagnosis and try to figure out what's, what exactly this is. I mean, I think Jathal has a good lead on what it is. We're going to have to do more research, but if there's possibly something else that's able to have any influence on the outside world, these friends of ours have been have put their lives on the line for us and I, I can't risk their lives for uh, for your folly again so I think that we need to go home Udom. I was like oh this is so much fun you call this fun well I mean I didn't like being tied up I mean, you are the apparently heir to a demiplane. I mean, that's I, not a good thing. Well, why not? I mean, that's that's my own personal world at that point, right? Yeah, definitely yes not somebody I'd no, want in charge of me. But also evil. Well, maybe maybe I could if I took over, I could make it not evil anymore. I had the it, same does, thought. It doesn't work I've that way. I've heard this story so many times. Oh my god! Doesn't work that way. I'm afraid. Oh. Well then, how? It will just corrupt you and make you evil. Is the problem? I don't want to be evil. 
sounds like we need to figure out if there's a way to stop it from happening, I've, progressing further. I've got a halberd. That's a bit extreme, don't you think? My oh. <laughs> my brother is many things, and he is very frustrating, but I do not wish him harm. Most of the time. That makes one of us. Now, now your halberd, didn't you say it could dispel things? It can dispel an enchantment that's on a, on a person. Yeah, this isn't an enchantment. This is something else. Yeah, this is not so much that. Okay, well, we got 24 hours for the rebellion, so if you guys will take um, Unum and keep him safe, maybe we can talk to a couple of our friends after the rebellion and see if they have any ideas. I was thinking about maybe talking to Rallos or something after the rebellion. Can we make that deal? Or maybe we just don't talk about this again to anyone who might try to get a hold of that in the future. Oh, that that's might be probably a, a good idea. Remember, we should probably yeah, I don't never think Rallos speak. would be a good person to have that kind of knowledge. Uh, what about yes my grandpa? No. My grandpa, Master Ganthus, he would know. He would know. Uh, Didn't he yes go bad? No. No, no, he was bad. He's good now. He went from bad to good. Right, that's I, what I they agree. all say. We, sh- we should get more gnomes involved. I. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm going to start running out of rope. <laughs> I've got another 50 feet for you. <laughs> all right, all right. DM. Gnomes are small. Take us on the tram back up to the second level of the city. You can take Unum with you and back home. Whatever you want. Just please don't come back down here. And not a word of this. I, I, will, to I, will, anyone. I will not bring Unum back down here again. The labs themselves still need to be cataloged and archived. Otherwise, the dark, dark labs. I not the dark lab. I I think the dark lab should be sealed and forgotten. But the rest of the labs, the juggernaut, the tempest, there's still plenty of things that can be of benefit down here. I'm slightly okay with this. We'll we'll. But go with that for now. I, uh, go ahead. Oh no, go go ahead. I was gonna say I'm. I want to walk over to the console where the stone was. Okay. Originally, the, the, when I yeah, picked it out, the uh, the the little pedestal on top of the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because it told us, if I recall, to seal that, does the stone have to stay in there? Uh. So. That's what the stone told remember. you. Yeah, the stone told you that if it's on there, it, the elevator cannot descend, and that's how it was sealed before. But okay. th- there might be... I mean, you, you can always ask the stone if there's another way, too, because yeah. you didn't before. Uh, I will socket the stone into it. Okay. And, like, boot it up or whatever. Okay, you talk to it. And it, it <laughs> whatever it is, and I want to talk to it, and I want to ask it, now that it's in this pedestal, is there a way that we can seal the dark lab, but also take the stone with us? There is one method to accomplish this goal, but it is irreversible. Sounds wonderful. 
bomb? I say let's do that. Very well. The dark lab, the there, it's the artifacts are too powerful. We can't trust them getting into the hands of anyone that would do evil things with them. Okay. So the labs, or it, it says, uh, proceeding with final lockdown procedures and uh, engaging uh, protocol 43872. And you, you're a bunch of winding gears and just this, like, churning metal and it, you just hear just things start to like strain and you hear like um if you've ever heard uh, this is more of a reference for the players if you've ever heard water pipes that are uh not happy and not mounted well and they kind of like clang 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 and start making whining noises and just the sound of metallic strain you hear a lot of that echoing underneath your feet and finally, okay. you just hear a snap, and then you hear a lot of very loud clanging sounds that slowly but surely get more and more distant as they continue on until you hear a final thud a while later. Let me guess the elevator platform. The elevator platform's still there. The structure that it slid down isn't. Okay. Sure. So... Does it tell me it's done? It says it says protocol complete. Excellent. No effort uh, can descend this platform from this point forward. This computer voice sounds a lot different now. <laughs> That's correct, because it's mine. Who are you? I am Promethor. Uh -huh. Oh, uh... Wait a minute. Were you in the stone before? I've been in the stone since my death. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's take the stone and let's go to get to a rebellion. All right. That was pretty abrupt. I've been in the stone since my death. Oh, okay. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've oh, already talk. kind of been talking to Do you it just take the stone out and go? Everyone's just like, uh, all right. Moving yeah. on. All right. I guess. Conversation I mean, I over. <laughs> oh, he's not going to be happy with that one. Bye, Promothar. <laughs> we have other times that we can potentially talk to him, right? Probably. Do we even want to? We don't. We don't. We don't know if, know any different. So. All right. Let's, okay. I guess move on. Yep. Go up the elevator, and is it the elevator or the tram? Yeah, so you take the elevator back down to the uh, the Tempest Labs, and then you go across, exit the Tempest Labs, and then you probably, uh, at this point in time, it's been a while since you last were down here, about a day and a half. Uh, uh, most of the, the burning wheels are gone. Uh, at this point, they've, they've gone on to other areas. They, it looks like a lot of the area has been scavenged. There are a few troll hammers that apparently must have survived, but they are more cowering and hiding as you move past them. Uh, seeing, you know, just based upon the fact that they have much fewer numbers, they seem like they have no interest whatsoever in trying to attack or engage at all. Uh, moving past them, you make it back to the tram, 
you see the small village that surrounded the tram. Again, um, they uh, bid you farewell and you board the tram and uh, head back up. Uh, who is, so again, same as before, two medium-sized people will have to ride in the main compartment and the rest will have to, you know, are able to ride up in Udum and DMs. Um, is, uh, Lady, um... Isabella? Isabella with us? Yes, she is. Okay. I will ride in the small compartment area with my, uh, companions. Okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna just do the same thing as we did before. Okay. So, and there are no other people yep. on the, the main compartment here? I'm, yep. I will not disguise myself this time. Okay. I would, yeah, I wasn't going to. I just want to look as normal. Just a, a normal person? Yeah, with two, you know, armored and, and a giant And a giant magical halberd. Yep. Totally normal. Totally normal. I mean, no one, no one knows it's magical, right? I mean, like... It's a giant halberd. Can you tell? It's shiny. Sure, it's shiny. What kind? What kind of shiny is it? Like a glowing shiny? Like a no, it's, shimmering I mean, shiny? Or? It's a a, a well polished shiny. Okay, all right, that's fine. All right, so yep. Don't forget to scan your OB chip card. So you uh, ultimately get back up and. Sorry. I was trying to figure out if she said OB or OV chip card. OV. It's uh, from the Netherlands. Ah, I got you. I was just just wondering if we needed a multi-pass for this. I was about to say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-pass. Multi-pass? You you realize very quickly that the reverse method of going this way, um, there's not a lot of people that board. It looks like most of the people are going to... You know, in the direction you were going before, there's not there's like one or two people that jump that get on at this point in the day, uh, but it doesn't look like there's very many people heading towards their shifts, uh, or I'm sorry, there's probably people heading towards their shifts, but not those heading home at this time of day. So you don't have uh, hardly anyone else boards the tram at each of the stops, and eventually you get you you all get to a the the stop that uh, you know is the closest to. Um, the uh the blackstone bell tower uh you know it's a probably about an hour's walk away from where the stop is but this is the closest the tram gets there walk 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 so we how do we walk, walk. look for it there do you have any idea how to look for or lady isabella any idea of how to look for him well i mean we know where the blackstone bell tower is uh, and that's that's where their hideout is so i mean I say we head. Yep. Are we gonna like sneak in, or I'm all for the front door. I just don't know if that's gonna work. We might want to be a bit careful approaching it. It might be under surveillance. So we might have to use the back door. No. Do we pretend to be waiters? I don't. What do we? (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I'm I'm expecting him to like break out this like huge mustache that's like. Obviously, the, the big not white the right chef's color. hat. Yeah, I, I, that's about what I was thinking. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, I, mean, I don't know how to do this part. I mean, so no, innocent and pure. 
knowing knowing Tegan, probably the point. You know, everyone's like, okay, we gotta sneak in, and they just turn, and he already has the mustache and the chef's hat. I was like, <laughs> so should we go in like we're cooks? And they're like, where did you get that? <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I pulled it out of my back pocket. Your bag of holding. So yeah. Uh, Why would you need that? Why would you stock that? <laughs> Unum and I DM. I have so many questions. Unum and DM uh, proceed forward to, to take the tram the rest of the way back up to Skyreach where their labs are. So they, they bid you farewell at this at this stop. DM says, I- I'm glad we could help. I'm sorry that we put you through so much trouble. But, um, I mean, if you need anything, ask. We'll, but we'll try to stay out of your way so we... Cause you less problems in the long run. No, it was no problem at all. We glad to adventure. We should adventure some more. That was awesome. Bye, Thank guys. Thank you for your assistance. Of course. And the tram doors close again, and you find yourselves in the Cogworks district. It's really weird that DM never untied him, right? <laughs> it is a little weird. <laughs> Maybe How's he, he going to get brother? him back home? Maybe he knows his brother better than we do. We didn't tie his feet. We just tied his hands. So maybe he's yeah. gonna walk. No, 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 no. Unum's gonna hop the okay. way the way back. That's not I what tying someone up his is. Hands. You hog tied him? Yeah. <laughs> like his hands behind his back with yeah. his feet tied too. Ooh. I assumed you just tied his hands behind yeah, him. That's ineffective. I didn't realize you hog tied. No, you have to specify if you hog tie someone. That is a Completely different thing. No, no. <laughs> just, just tying their hands behind their back, that's just binding, but tying someone up is literally immobilizing them. Wow. Yep. I, w- I would have said some different stuff had I known that. You, well, someone else put a gag in your mouth, so that's a whole other set of problems there. <laughs> Anywho. All right. That's true. <laughs> I've so, been in worse places. So in the Cogworks uh... district... Um, I'm not this, even going to touch that. This is the first time you as a party have actually been out and about in the Cogworks district. You traveled and you kind of got a little bit of a view of it when you were traveling on the tram the way down before. But this is the first time you've actually been properly in the district. Uh, some of the first things you notice are just there's a lot of people moving around. And despite the fact that you don't necessarily look like you belong here, most of the people just seem to be perfectly content to go about their business and not really pay much attention to you. Uh, while you do know that the union uh, pretty much dominates the majority of this district, it doesn't look like they have necessarily an iron grip on everyone here. Even if they might be union members, uh, they don't seem to have any real caring about non people who don't belong here wandering around. Um, other things you notice are there sound, you know, you hear constantly the sounds, uh, like whistling of steam. You hear sounds of metal grinding on metal, like gear, metal gears turning, uh, just the smell of soot and hot oil kind of permeates the air everywhere you go. And it's just generally extremely humid, um, throughout the entire area. As you're walking through, you see these large factories. There's stovepipes uh, coming from the buildings. Uh, a lot of them diagonally pierce the stone roofs, presumably belching their exhaust into the air outside of the mountain. Hmm. The, uh, the the pipes themselves are not airtight, and occasionally some light does make it in around the perimeter of the, of the pipe. Um, 
and also you occasionally see soot or smoke uh, escape uh, tiny seams in the uh, in the aging pipes. What's the lighting um, apparatuses? Since there's not a lot of outdoor natural light, there are a lot of lanterns everywhere. Um, these all appear to be mostly oil lanterns uh, for the most part, uh, but there are lanterns that are uh, like pretty much every so many you know feet on this on the roads. There are lanterns uh, lining the roads. There are lanterns hanging off most of the buildings. Um, in fact, you would guess the the lanterns that are down here probably outnumber the number of citizens. Uh, probably, you know, probably at least two to one, most likely. So they're inside, so they're lanterns. But if they're outside, would they be wanterns? Oh, oh man, that's that, terrible. That, 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 <laughs> you don't get it. It's an IT joke, Jess. <laughs> IT wow. joke. I apologize to no one. You and um, and two other people got that joke. <laughs> so I'm gonna tap. Uh, I mean, Lady Isabella, and be like, like, "Hey, I don't think so you're I gonna should tap use Lady Isabella." Well, uh, yeah, like her elbow or something. Caref- okay. Careful now. What color mana does she now. produce? What does what do we call you? I don't think we can call you by your real name right now. Uh, I mean, well, if you're tapping her. You can probably call her by her real name. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, now. Just, hey, now. Just going to be, you know, making a nob a little bit shorter hey here in a little bit. <laughs> Better be careful what you're doing there. I have no problems taking out a gnome. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, she well, goes, now wouldn't Lady Isabella be uh, jealous? I mean, you, uh, if, if we need a, taking out a gnome. If you need another name to, to call me, I, I mean... You can call me Izzy or, you know, something like that. All right. Like, okay. Because I'm be the first one to slip if I don't have another name. Okay. Um, so some other things that, you know, you continue on your, your trek towards uh, the, the Blackstone Bell Tower. And uh, on your way through, you get into a more of a civilian area. Uh, rows and rows of townhouses are pretty much all throughout this area. Because you're out of kind of the, the more uh, factory district. Um, there are still a lot of people milling about uh, throughout, uh, you know, pretty much most of the areas. There's people going to and from work. It looks like probably the majority of those who work here don't take the tram to wherever they're working. The vast majority probably walk to and from wherever they work to wherever they live. Um while not common, it's also not uncommon, uh, as you see a lot of these individuals, to see uh, ones with artificial limbs um, that are made out of metal and gears. Uh, this is something you really didn't see much of up in Skyreach, and you saw some of it down in the hollows, but they were much more crude. Uh, these definitely seem, uh, most of them are fairly uh, practical, uh, built just to be, you know, perform the function that, that they need the limb to do. Uh, but there's some that you see that are rather ornate, uh, with a great deal of filigree carved into the the, the metal. Uh, some are even set up so that way you you know through the filigree you can see in from one side of the limb through the, through to the outside of the other. So they're mm. they're obviously hollow on the inside with you know moving gears that are visible. Hmm. Um, okay, I, so I say, oh cool, and I point to someone with one of those like translucent things and I step off like I'm fixing to go talk to him. Okay. 
Whoa, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down. Uh, the, the, the guy looks at you like, oh, you like this? Does it hurt? He kind of like clang, 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 like knocks his knuckles on it. He goes, well, not anymore. It doesn't. So what do you use it for? Oh, I mean, he kind of pull, you know, you kind of hear the clicking as he moves his fingers. You know, you know, each, each digit kind of makes a clicking sound as it moves. He goes, I mean, I, I lost my hand uh, a long time ago when I was working in the factory and I've since moved on. This is my third arm I've gone through and now I make these. So you can like pull it off and put it back on and it still works. I mean, it's, this, this is a, this is a machine, this, this arm. I simply control it with my body. I mean, not unlike the you know the organic machine uh, limbs that you yourself have. You know, if you think about it truly, uh, that's what we all are as machines. Some are. This powered is the by... most Tony character, by the way. <laughs> some, some people are you know organic and powered by food and water, and some are also powered by water and steam form and. You know, it's 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 a matter of what you need. I was de- due to an accident denied a limb, and so I worked to create a new one. And now this is this is what I I provide to the city is limbs for anyone who might need them. Awesome. So, like right now, that's not sewn into you. Like if you wanted to pop it off and just kind of give your shoulder a rest, you could just pop it off. Oh, I mean, it's not a it's not an easy process to remove it. It's there's several connection points that need to be made. He kind of oh, like okay. he takes his shirt and kind of like pulls like the collar slightly, and you can see there's a bunch of like parts where you can see it's like woven into his skin. Um, oh, awesome! And and kind of like he used like there's there's these little uh, levers and gears and things like that that you can kind of see where the muscles on the end of where he lost his limb, he can kind of flex those muscles and it then moves other things down on the rest of the arm. And that's how he's controlling it. So that's incredible. Do you have any mechanical brains? To the best of my knowledge, uh, the mind is the one thing that we have not been able to determine how to replace with machinery. What if it's just for a gnome? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I, sir, we had a great time talking to you. We need to move on to our destination now. Thank you very much for your time. We will, <laughs> we will see you later. <laughs> very well. Uh, have a uh, pleasant rest of your day. And Thank he seems you. a bit confused and then wanders off. I give the stink guy to Tormir. I didn't specify... <laughs> you, the other two aren't here anymore. I knew who you were talking about. Did I say a name? <laughs> What's in the name? Oh, and he like come. He comes back and goes, "Ah, oh, before you go, it seemed like you have had a great deal of interest." And he like reaches into his arm and pulls out a card and hands it to Tegan. He goes, "If you ever uh, feel the need to uh, upgrade any of your limbs, call me." Ooh, awesome. Thank you very much. Put that away in my... Please tell me the name of his establishment is Helping Hands. Because <laughs> he lends somebody a helping it, hand. I, I was going to save that as a surprise, but yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Tegan's going to go in for new legs and just come back at four feet tall, just all leg. Yeah! 
<laughs> I'm reaching Locking the nuts, like baby. Measure thing in Tegan's now. <laughs> he's doubled in height, and he's still not taller than the dwarf. <laughs> but I can reach the bed. That's all that counts. No more step ladders for me. So how do we get into this place? What about biological ladders? Okay, that's enough. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, you, uh, continuing on. So the other thing that you also notice within the city is clocks. There are lots and lots and lots of clocks. Not anywhere near as many as there are lanterns, but there are some that are on poles on the ground, others that are attached to some buildings or on the store on the fronts of buildings. Um, you're pretty confident that no matter where you're standing anywhere in the Cogworks district, you can probably see a clock from somewhere that you could always tell what time it is at any given point. Um, I mean, the, the, the one thing you can also probably uh, ascertain from here is that timekeeping is a very important thing in this district as well. So you're saying Captain Hook doesn't really live here? Because he doesn't like clocks. Mm-hmm. Ah, I did not get the reference. Because the alligator has. Oh, okay. I get it. I'd be pretty ticked off having to listen to them all day, too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, uh, as you continue to uh, make your way towards uh, the bell tower, um, the buildings and streets, as you continue on, are less well maintained around here. Um, There are piles of refuse, are somewhat more common. There's a lot less people. Uh, the walls uh, are obviously not cleaned of soot because you can see a lot more soot stains on the, the, the stone walls of the buildings. Um, lanterns are still just as common around here, but also this is the first area you've seen where more than the occasional lantern isn't lit. Um, casting much longer shadows in this uh, district or in this section of the, uh, the cogworks than, than others. Um, as you, as you had approached, you did see several guards, uh, in various points, didn't really seem to pay much regard. They're, they look roughly the same as the guards you guys saw when you were approaching through the, the, the yellowberry fields up above. Um, the, in, near this, there are much, many fewer guards, uh, as you, um, continue. But there is one who, uh, says, Halt! And he walks up to approach the party, and we will end the episode there. No. So, thank you again, listeners, for tuning into this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also reach out to us uh, at, by our email address at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Otherwise, uh, until next time, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.